If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Apple News Today is a daily show you can listen to Monday through Friday in the News app. It's just 10 minutes, and we catch you up on the stories you're going to want to know about to start your day. If you like what you hear, go ahead and search for Apple News Today in the app and follow our channel. Good morning. It's Friday, December 10th. I'm Shimita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. We are in a tense moment between companies and employees right now, with workers staging strikes and resignations and managers struggling to hire and hold on to people. Organized labor just scored a big victory in that battle. Starbucks employees in Buffalo, New York, voted to form a union. That makes it the first Starbucks-owned store in the U.S. to unionize. Here is the moment when pro-union workers heard the results of the vote. This move could have an impact across the country. The Wall Street Journal looks at what this means at a time when workers are rallying for better pay and stronger benefits in a tight labor market. Starbucks fought hard against a union. It says the vote is not going to change the customer or employee experience, and it's pointing out results were split. Workers at one Buffalo store voted for a union, another voted against. A third vote was not conclusive, but even winning over one store is a big deal. Unions in the restaurant industry are rare. Less than 2% of food service and bar workers belong to one. Unions say this might be a watershed moment for labor. Polling shows public support for unions are at a level that we haven't seen since the mid-60s. Their union efforts in the works at other Starbucks locations and employees at other companies and in other industries are considering unions. Even before the union vote, Starbucks announced a pay bump that would raise the average pay from $14 to $17 an hour. And it added more recruiters and installed new equipment to help ease the strain on current workers. Starbucks workers say now that they're unionizing, they'll immediately push the company for better pay and other changes. Here's Michelle Eisen. She's worked there for more than a decade. Now is the time. Let's get to the bargaining table as quickly as possible and help us negotiate the best contract that the service industry has ever seen. But being in a union is no guarantee that your pay and quality of work is going to get any better. People who work at Kellogg's, John Deere, and Volvo have gone on strike this year. They're fighting for better deals. Some of them have gotten a tough response. This week, Kellogg said it's hiring permanent replacement workers for the 1,400 employees who've been on strike since October. At least 53 people are dead and dozens more injured after a truck crash in southern Mexico. The people on board were migrants from Central America. They were traveling through Mexico hoping to get to the U.S., and they were in tight conditions, packed into the truck's trailer. The victims include children. This is one of the worst crashes of its kind in Mexico. The BBC explains this part of Mexico is a major transit point for migrants who are fleeing violence and poverty in Honduras and Guatemala. Hundreds of thousands of people in the region attempt this dangerous journey to the U.S. every year. Statistically, the U.S.-Mexico border crossing is the world's deadliest. This year has seen the most deaths on records. And the numbers don't include migrants who died before getting there, like the people killed in this latest truck crash. 
If the Democrats' Build Back Better spending package makes it through Congress, the U.S. could commit an additional half a trillion dollars toward dealing with climate change. A lot of that money would go toward incentives for buying electric cars. The savings proposed in this plan are big. People could get up to $12,500 as a tax credit for buying an electric car. That's about a third of the sticker price of the cheapest model you can get right now. And that's much more than the $7,500 credit that you can currently get. Now, if this happens, Bloomberg is saying it would be one of the biggest electric car incentives in the world. Electric cars look kind of cool and futuristic, but there is a much less glamorous thing needed for them to work, and that's charging stations. Nobody's going to buy an electric car unless they know they'll be able to plug in and charge up whenever they need to. But why build charging stations everywhere if so few people have electric cars? It's an old chicken and egg question. But The Washington Post has a fresh angle on this. It crunched the numbers, and it found in a lot of Black and Hispanic communities, there are far fewer charging stations than in majority white neighborhoods. That means Black and Latino communities are essentially left behind in what are known as charging deserts. Unless something changes, drivers there are going to miss out on the longer-term savings from going electric. And they're also going to deal with the poor air quality that's associated with gas-guzzling cars. Washington has approved billions of dollars in funding to build stations, but many residents in these neighborhoods are skeptical. The Post looks at efforts to change things on the ground. The Post profiles a woman named Naomi Davis. She founded an organization that focuses on bringing environmental improvements to Black communities. And she says if her group doesn't act now to advocate for things like charging stations, her community is going to get left behind in the era of electric cars. She told the paper, quote, you have to push and step in and get momentum because if you don't, you'll never catch up. New Zealand has a new plan to dissuade smoking, and it's a strong move, a generational ban on cigarettes. That means anyone under the age of 14 in New Zealand won't be able to buy cigarettes in their lifetime, ever. Not when they turn 18, not when they turn 21, never. Over time, it'll be a total ban on tobacco. The associate health minister said it was time for a bold move, not business as usual. The truth is, there is no safe age to start smoking. Vice explains, smoking has been declining in New Zealand, but it's still the leading cause of preventable death. The government wants New Zealand to be the first country in the world to go smoke-free. New Zealand's legislation doesn't cover vaping, which is popular among young people. Along with this proposed law, the government says it'll provide support to help smokers quit. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And check out our weekend interview show, In Conversation. This week, I spoke with journalist Ian Urbina about a shadow immigration system in the Mediterranean. Migrants are captured at sea and sent to brutal detention centers in Libya by a group called the Libyan Coast Guard. It's funded, created, trained, outfitted by the EU. But the bottom line is, it is a European proxy force. Its purpose is not to protect Libya from external threats. Its purpose is to prevent migrants from reaching Europe. Enjoy that weekend. Listen, we'll be back with the news on Monday.